Chapter 5 Sunday morning, the clock at the back of the church showed five till eight. Victoria sat poised on the church stage, instrument in hand, ready for the first service. The early morning sun streamed through the stained glass windows and warmed her fingers. The ornate 19th-century interior reminded her of an elaborate wedding cake. She inhaled to take in the splendor of the morning. She loved the feeling of accomplishment she gained from rising early. Marie, on the other hand, slouched in the chair next to her, violin resting on the leg of her black jumpsuit. "'It's too early to be awake on a weekend,' she moaned. Adrian nodded as she stifled a yawn. "'I don't understand who'd want to be awake at this hour.' Jerry shrugged and leaned back in the chair across from Victoria. In contrast to his concert tux, this morning he wore dark slacks and a black button-down shirt. She didn't mind the informal change, although his hair kept falling over his glasses in a distracting manner. She glanced at the clock again. Three minutes to the hour, time to start the prelude. Her pulse quickened, and, raising the violin, she nodded at the others to follow suit. She had selected an easy piece from their gig books, which the quartet had played numerous times. A dissonant sound rent the air in the opening bar. Victoria cringed. She glanced at the others and drew a sharp intake of breath. Adrian had stopped playing and fumbled with the pages of her book. Wrong song, she mouthed. This is what happened when they didn't have enough time to prepare. They just have to continue without her. Measure eight, Marie whispered a few seconds later. Adrian nodded and re-entered, this time with a pleasing harmony. Victoria let out her breath. Thank goodness some of the congregation members would have arrived late and missed the opening. After the prelude, the pastor gave several announcements. Victoria's eyes scanned the bulletin. The next song, Chief of Sinners, was set to follow the Bible readings. Butterflies danced in her stomach. What would the congregation think of her arrangement? Some of the members could be quite opinionated. Adrian sighed, Fiola clasped to her chest. I love the scripture passage. What? Victoria's intense concentration on the performance had prevented her from paying attention while her father was reciting the New Testament reading. As one of the senior elders and an avid scholar, Dr. Pearson frequently volunteered to help with Bible studies at the church. The love chapter, Adrian smiled. 1 Corinthians 13, my favorite. Dad stood at the podium in his suit and tie, his kind voice resonating throughout the room. He had the brain of a surgeon and the heart of a saint. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered, and it keeps no record of wrongs. One time, Dad had suggested she substitute her name in the place of love. Victoria is patient. Victoria is kind. She does not envy. A twinge of guilt pricked her conscience. A tall order to live up to, but she did her best. She glanced at Marie, who slumped lower in the chair next to her, eyes closed. Victoria nudged her shoulder. What? Startled, Marie looked around in a confused daze. We're at church. Victoria whispered. Try to look like you're paying attention. She eyed Jerry, whose fingers ran over the neck of the cello in a mindless manner. He must have been practicing the music in his head. What dedication. Adrian, on the other hand, sat in rapt attention, hanging on Dad's every word. 
She probably didn't even have her music open to the right page. Victoria craned her neck to get a better look at Adrian's stand. Sure enough, it still displayed the previous song. Victoria poked Adrian with her bow. Get ready, she mouthed. It's almost time for the hymn. Instruments in position, the four of them drew their bows across the strings in perfect rhythm. For one glorious verse, they came together in perfect harmony. At the opening of verse two, Adrian straightened her posture on the chair like a queen perched on her throne. She played her part, Victoria's arrangement, with such bravado that the viola sang with emotion in its rich alto voice. To her chagrin, the low register lent itself well to the part, rivaling the soprano of the violin. As the verse drew to a close, a look of intense satisfaction spread across Adrian's face. She glanced at Victoria. Their eyes met, but Victoria couldn't muster a smile. Excellent job! Isabel Carter, a lifelong family friend, clasped ivory hands over her heart. The viola took my breath away. I could feel the sinner's prayer rising to heaven. A smile radiated across Adrian's face. I'm so glad you enjoyed it, Mrs. Carter. Victoria pursed her lips. Why did her sister get all the credit? Jerry shook his head at her in a just-blow-it-off sort of way. Eddie Carter, the quintessential tall, dark, and handsome boy, flashed an impish smile. His milk-chocolate skin stood in stark contrast to his mother's ivory complexion. Three years Victoria's junior, he took to heart his role as the brother the Pearson sisters never had. I was particularly enamored with the second violin part, he said with a nod to Marie. The way you held those long notes showed a mastery of skill beyond my wildest expectations. Marie rolled her eyes. Eddie, you know full well I didn't do much of anything. To the contrary, his eyes sparkled, lighting up his smooth brown face. You kept from falling off your chair while you slept during the sermon. Quite a feat. Marie frowned. Was it that obvious? Just to me. He straightened his quirky, aeronautical-themed tie. And to the rest of the congregation, if it weren't for Victoria's persistent nudges and pokes, I'm not sure any of you would have made it through the surface. Jerry chuckled. Heat rushed to Victoria's face. Sometimes Eddie took his brotherly role too far. I was trying to make sure everyone stayed on top of their parts. Jerry placed a warm hand on Victoria's rigid arm and pulled her away. Sorry, Eddie, but we've got to pack up the instruments. I'll see you tomorrow. Eddie nodded. Catch you guys later. He sauntered to the back of the church. Victoria, don't let him get to you, Jerry said. He was only teasing. With a quick tug, she removed the violin shoulder pad and tucked it away. I know, he's never serious, at least not about music. Only airplanes and engineering. Jerry twisted the screw that loosened the hair of his bow. He's a good performer. Really? Victoria frowned. Every time we rehearse a program with him, he messes around and distracts Adrian and Marie. He doesn't have the focus needed to be good. Then you don't know him very well. Victoria arched an eyebrow. And you do? Jerry wiped the rosin dust from under the cello strings. Better than you. How is that possible? Did he know something about Eddie that she didn't? He was practically her brother, after all.